0: I don't know about you guys, but the quarantine was not ideal for my eating and my physique when we first got locked down. I took it as a way to pity myself, feel bad. You know, obviously the whole world is going through this, but I took it as, hey, no, it's only me. We're all going to die. So I might as well eat cookies, Chipotle, and pizza. And then you realize, okay, we're going to make it through this. It's going to take some time, but we're going to make it through. Let me not eat like an asshole forever. And luckily, I'm married to someone who constantly reminds me that I'm eating like an asshole. Won't have sex with me if I don't look my very best. That's something I need a therapist about, but also runs a pretty phenomenal nutrition company with Own Your Eating. And she's put together that is Roz my wife some great challenges that you guys can check out if you're like me like you said and you need a little extra accountability you need a kick in the ass you want to just learn a little more you want to do something really cool at your box at your gym at your affiliate you should check these out so if you go over to sugar wad in the marketplace we've got the own your eating store in there and there's three different challenges you can check out if you're a box owner i highly recommend you check out the gym nutrition challenge I think it's only like $169, something like that. And the cool thing about it is if you're a box owner, you can give this to your members as a way to just, hey, I'm giving you a bonus. I'm giving you something. You know, We appreciate that you stuck with us during, your, during the quarantine. We appreciate that you kept your membership active. Or you can even make money. She's had a few gyms that have done really well. At $169, you get 20 people signed up at 20 bucks You've, you've made over $200. So check out the 30 day transformation challenge for gyms. That's a specific one for box owners. And then we've got ones for individuals, the 30 day transformation challenge, as well as the 30 day get lean challenge. And, and with both of those, you're going to get programming, you're going to get daily information, daily accountability, and so much more. The transformation challenge is really for those that are either new to tracking macros and flexible eating. Or maybe you've done it in the past and you want to get dialed back in like I needed. And of course, accountability goes a long way. It's something I preach as far as a coach. I have coaches for many aspects of my life. And the primary reason is I just need that accountability. Hey, did you do what I told you to do? Hey, don't forget you said you do this, right? It's just a reminder in the back of my head when I'm about to mess up that I got someone out there that's relying on me doing well and going to remind me about it. And then there's the 30-day get lean. This is more for the experienced people. Maybe you've tracked macros in the past. You have a good understanding of nutrition, but you're ready to take it to the next level. Maybe you've plateaued. You're ready for reverse dieting, or you just need some extra coaching out there. So you can check these all out on SugarWad. The link is in the show notes. But if you go to SugarWad, you go to the marketplace, you look up when you're eating you're going to see these options. And the cool thing is you can use the code BESTHOUR. You can use the code BESTHOUR and you'll get 10% off any of the options there. So B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, the code Best Hour will get you 10% off in the Sugar Wad Marketplace. Check it out. Own your eating. Roz's three challenges and she's seen tremendous results. And trust me, if you're working with Roz, I'm going to hear about it. She'll ask me for some feedback as well. So you really get two coaches for the price of one. Check it out. Use the code Hour for 10% off. Welcome to the show, Clay Godfrey. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you. So if people are listening, don't go texting or DMing Clay happy birthday because we're recording this on July 27th. But feel free to say happy belated birthday. Sounds good. What, how old are you today, Clay? 27. Oof, I remember that, Clay. Must be nice to be in your 20s. Still.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, my golden birthday, so I'm 27 on the 27th. Oh, yeah. you've been waiting your whole life for this. Right, and it happened in the middle of a pandemic, so it's great. You know, at first when
0: the pandemic was happening, it was like the March birthdays were all sad, and then it turns out, nope, even in July, there's still... Yeah, nobody's safe. Yeah, no one's celebrating, yeah. but... We're celebrating here on the show, so happy birthday! You are the owner of One Fellowship Fitness, but yes, sir. I assume there's—is there a box in there as an affiliate name as well?
1: Uh, so our affiliated name is CrossFit Fellowship. Um, when I was going through, like the rebranding of the gym and coming up with my own name, I wanted to—it uh, just looked like CrossFit HQ was kind of going in a rocky direction, and it turns out I was correct. So this
0: was pre, we call it PT, pre-tweet.
1: Yeah, pre-tweet. Yeah, we were, I mean, it was kind of like there was, you could just tell something was off uh, going on. So I was like, all right, well, let's uh, let's brand the gym as One Fellowship Fitness. And then our CrossFit affiliate name will be CrossFit One Fellowship. But when I was going through the approval process, they didn't want to approve One Fellowship, but Fellowship was fine. And I was like, all right, well, we're not going to really brand ourselves like our logo and everything's going to be one fellowship fitness. So, yeah. And,
0: you know, something we've talked about numerous times on the show, Todd being someone that did the same thing as you, where there's dry fitness CrossFit drive. I don't think that's a bad idea. In fact, I think in this day and age, you know, being smart, being prudent and ahead of,
1: ahead of any scandals is always a good thing. Right. Um, yeah. Todd is actually my L2 coach. Um, yeah, I had him for my level two, and we kind of chatted about that a little bit. Um, I just wanted, I uh, you know, the constant challenge. I think is still out there for CrossFit as people see CrossFit and they're like, no, that's too much for me. And so I wanted, I didn't want to uh, have that barrier. Like we're still a CrossFit gym, and everything we do is from a CrossFit background, and um, like that's our philosophy, and we still believe, like we believe in the. Um, philosophy and methodology of CrossFit, but um, I wanted to kind of have a little bit more wider scope range when if like we wanted to transition and offer other options, it wouldn't just be CrossFit.
0: No, I think that's, I think that's really great. And you're in Roswell, Georgia, but so, so tell me about this. When I see your name, it kind of gives me an idea that there's maybe some faith or spirituality it goes along with your box. Is that true or is that just, you like the word fellowship?
1: I just love the word fellowship. I think it's a, um, you know, I, I'm a man of faith, but that's not what I wanted to build my business around. Um, I think fellowship is just a deeper, stronger meaning of community. And that's kind of what uh, CrossFit's all about. So um, if you go look up a definition of the word fellowship, it's just a group of individuals that come together to achieve like-minded goals um and that's exactly what we do at a crossfit gym so
0: yeah i mean yeah it's exactly what we do you know at a crossfit gym I, I i agree i think yeah there's just for some reason it's probably been associated with the church or other religions for so long but yeah it doesn't have to be so that that's really do you happen to get a lot of people that are also uh big believers and you know and supporters of faith because of the name or do you think it, it hasn't really impacted it?
1: It hasn't really impacted it. There's a, uh, I mean, I definitely have people that ask if that's like where it came from. Um, but for the most part, um, no one thinks that's like, uh, like it, like we're not like a Bible study CrossFit gym. So like, are you, op- open. are you open on Sundays? Uh, we were pre COVID. We haven't opened up back on, uh, on Sundays yet, just cause there's not really a big need for it yet, but we're looking to hopefully open back up on Sundays and probably in August. All right. So what we really want to talk about today,
0: Clay, is the fact that you took over an existing box mm-hmm. and, and the struggles, challenges, but also maybe successes of someone that's doing that. Cause it happens quite often now. I mean, boxes are selling, Probably more so now than ever, not just because of the pandemic, but 2020. You've got kind of that first class, if you will, the people that opened in 2005, six, seven, like I did. Maybe they're moving on, they're burned out, you know, they're getting offers to, to, to sell their affiliate. So, so let's talk the listeners through it. Were you a member of this box
1: prior? Not at all. Um, I knew of the gym and new people that went to the gym or coached at the gym but complete an utter outsider. Um no one yeah, no one really knew who I was and uh we actually announced that I was gonna be taking over the gym and that the previous owner was going to be stepping away at a um like an in house competition they were having. Like the so yeah. were you even from the area? Uh not So we moved me and my girlfriend, we're from, well, I'm from around Charleston, South Carolina. And so we moved together from there uh, to Roswell, Georgia, about two years ago um, for my job and her job. And I was a head coach and manager of another CrossFit gym uh, that is in the area. And I left there in October. And so I was uh, looking for new opportunities. And I originally approached um, the previous owner, Travis, and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I've managed at this point, two gyms. Like I managed a gym that was in Charleston. Um, I managed one that was here in Dunwoody, Georgia. And then, you know, I was looking for a new opportunity and I was like, you know, I'd love to be your full-time head coach. I can help you run the whole gym. Like I'll basically take over everything you can just own. And, uh, he was like, actually, I just, would you want to buy it? And I can just step away. And I was like, okay, well, that wasn't something I had planned for, but let me, uh, you know, I, Talked with uh emily my girlfriend and tried to see if it was going to be a an option for us and yeah we just it was decided it was too uh too good not to say yes so that's what we did
0: interesting so you you know although you were maybe at other boxes and bouncing around Mm -hmm. you decided to take on a place that you hadn't really been a part of so you you talking to travis was this before you met any members, any of the coaching staff? Was this just like, hey, by the way, I'd be interested in this? Or were you becoming slowly integrated into their fellowship or community?
1: No, it was, it was solely like, hey, would you be interested in this? And, I mean, it all we all decided, between me and Travis, like we decided within a matter of this was, I think, in November of 2019. was like hey I'm ready to be done and I was like all right well I can take over and we can get it rolling January 1 and so from between November and January 1 we you know put the contract together and uh and then we announced like right at the beginning of December that he was going to be stepping away and I was going to be the new owner so uh yeah so like in that next month I just like made it I was very present so I was uh getting to know people, you know, meeting the coaches, um, and that sort of thing, kind of putting my, uh, game plan together.
0: So what, let me think about a good way to put it. What was the decision between doing it the way you did versus opening your own place? I think that's really what it, you know, for, for anyone looking to buy, that's really what they're evaluating. Assuming the price isn't outrageous and it's kind of like, this makes sense right you know t- talk me through that you know kind of um just w- what what you may probably spoke to your girlfriend about probably the research you did t- talk me through that
1: so there was already a very um like good base of membership there like there were all members that had been working out together Stop. sorry they're all my
0: dog's snoring over here it's all right yeah
1: um, yeah they Yeah, she wanted to get a bone that was underneath me. Um, Anyways, there was already like a solid base of members that have been working out together for probably, like at a minimum three years together. Most of them have been together for like five years. Like consistently-
0: What year year did the box
1: originally open? Um, So the box originally opened, I think, in 2013 or 14. It had been around for six years. Um, And what the ultimate, like, so Travis, the previous owner- was fully into like he was like full ownership really got the gym really successful um then he got I think he became he had like two younger daughters and he was like basically a single dad and he was also still like in the air force and then he had another job that he started doing so basically like his attention left the gym and so um it was not
0: necessarily that he didn't want to be there anymore but you know, when you have too many things going on in your life, one of the things has to go. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so the gym just wasn't getting the attention he was able to give to it. Like he just didn't have the time or the, um, to be able to give the attention, you know, a growing cross that gym needs. And so, um, yeah, there was just a very solid group of members there. And I was like, all right, well, I know, I know, like I had full confidence that I knew how to run a good gym and like had gained a lot of experience that I could bring in, and kind of like flip this gym and turn it around. And so it was just a good, like financial opportunity, um, like based on membership and all the equipment that was already in the gym. I was like, well, if I went and opened one from scratch, it's going to you know, cost me triple this amount. So um, that was kind of like, all right, well, this is kind of too good to walk away from. I'm going to just dive headfirst in here. Right. Cause really, if you're going to open a new gym, you're kind of, all right, what's my
0: first, last, and, you know, m- month's rent? How much is the equipment going to cost? Do I need TVs? All the little expenses. Right. Plus, then you open, and you're like, okay, now I have to get members, right. where you don't have to give me the dollar amount if you don't want to, but it sounds like you kind of crunch those numbers, and you're like, for this amount of money, not only do I get all of this, but I also get his membership, so maybe right away
1: I'm breaking even. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I knew, like, it was – it was, like, at the tipping point, like, if it didn't get, like, immediate attention and some love and, you know, TLC, that it was going to – like, the gym was going to be done. Um, So I knew that at that point, like, I could come in and, like, flip things around and get it moving back in the opposite direction. Um, I think
0: the the two most important things to talk about then become – okay, how did the transition go? What did the members think and how many stayed? But part two of that is, you know, then COVID comes. Are you basically like, hey, is my warranty still good on this purchase? Do I get my money back?
1: Right. Yeah, it was, uh... yeah, I mean, well, okay, so. um...
0: Talk to me about the first part first. You know, Travis, sounds like he's kind of integrating you in a little bit, but all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't matter how great of a person you are, how nice you are, how friendly you are. It's a different person. Right.
1: Um, so the, a lot of the members were upset that he was leaving, mainly just because, like, they would known the guy for, um, you know, four-plus years, De- developed, like, a really good, you know, relationship with him just like you do with any, you know, gym owner. Um, but they knew that he wasn't like his heart wasn't in the gym anymore. And so, um, when he was stepping away though, they were sad. They were kind of like, you know, maybe this will be good. Like we're getting a new owner who's young and has tons of energy and is going to put all the like time and care that Travis wasn't able to do given everything else going on in his life. So, um, right before we, well, right before I took over, we closed the gym for a weekend and I did like a whole bunch of remodeling. So like, um, like we deep cleaned the whole, like made it spotless. We moved the rig, moved a whole bunch of stuff around just to, uh, like kind of revamp everything. Um, so that way when day one, when we like, it was my first day, it was like, not quite the old gym it was the new gym now. So that, that, that I think, um, got people excited. It was like, willing to like, all right, well, let's see what this guy can do. And like, let's give him a month. Let's give him two months. Um, and it kind of just rolled from there. Thankfully, I don't think, I don't think I lost more than five people. Out of about how many did you have the day you bought? Uh, the day
0: I bought the membership was like around 80. Okay. So even if you lose five, you're talking, you know, six or 7% there, nothing, Crazy. I mean, that's a normal fluctuation in any given month. Did, were those, did those five people explain why they were leaving, or was it just like, I'm out?
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, there was no animosity. It was more just like, hey, um, it was people that were either like about to stop their membership anyways, or they were just um, with the changeover, like, you know, I'm actually just going to go try out this other gym. It wasn't like, hey, we don't like you. I don't like how this all changeover happened or anything like that
0: right because they really didn't give you a chance for all we know it you know you're about to make some of the best changes possible to the gym so going to another box is no different than staying here we're about to make some changes so you, you you reopen after that weekend of closing and then what was the what was the reception what was the reaction from the 80 members that you had
1: they were excited I mean uh I mean, some of the changes I did just made the layout of the gym uh, make a lot more sense. And then uh, the gym wasn't really being like cleaned and taken care of like it should have been. So the fact that they came in and everything was spotless and it was clean and it smelled nice and everything was organized. That was a um, like a breath of fresh air. So all of them.
0: So that's probably just in and of itself enough for the members to be like, wow, this guy, you know, not that. Travis wasn't doing a great job, but no. this guy's clearly making it his full time. You know, you can tell when it's somebody that's doing it because they love it, but they have five other things going on versus right. someone that loves it and they want to create a successful business. Right. So this is December-ish, you know, were more, more things going in a really good direction through December early into 2020 before the pandemic hits?
1: So this was January. That we so were January doing. okay so December, yeah, two
0: solid months
1: yeah in December I was there um but I wasn't doing anything like I was just like getting to know people and uh kind of trying to figure out who my team was going to be as far as like coaches that they were going to stay on staff and those were going to that we were going to get rid of um and so January was when we took the full everything over yeah and so I was only had two full months and then we got into March and it was like oh you need to close your doors. Um, so that was, uh, that was challenging. It was like right at the point where I felt like I was starting to get momentum and like, all right, we're getting our name out there. There's, you know, I'm finally like building the trust of the members and they like, they're, you know, there's a, there's always like the initial excitement when you make a big change and everything like that. But, you know, there's always that skepticism, like, all right, well, he did all this, but can he keep it up sort of thing? Like he cleaned the gym and he did all this stuff, but are they just like, Fake promises. You yeah, know, it's which, like
0: dating, right? It's like we're all putting on our best face when we, like, two years into the relationship, are you still cooking me dinner?
1: Right. Um, so we, yeah, so it was like right at the point where they were like, oh, this guy's like not stopping. We're gonna, you know, just started to get some good traction. And it was like right, you know, we were, I think March 18th, we had to like officially close. Um, I think we closed. About three days before we had to officially close, we had one member that um, thought they were exposed to COVID. And I was like, ah. I was like, all right, well, let's just close our doors. Like, we're probably gonna be told to be, that we have to close anyways. So we closed, I think, March 18th. And then we were closed for pretty much like 60 days, two full months.
0: Yeah, Georgia was probably one of the first states to reopen.
1: Yeah. But
0: for a lot of boxes, you know, during the, during the closure, maybe they're still going through it. You know, you've been a you've been a box owner for a year, four years, ten years, even. You have this kind of rapport with your members. Yep. For you, sixty days in, I feel like the members may have been less likely to support you just because they didn't have that relationship yet. Right. How how was that for you? Was
1: it, it- was, uh, internally? There was definitely a lot of panic. I was like, you know, why on earth, like they know I'm a, like they can see that I'm a hard worker but they don't have any relationship with me why are they going to you know support me and um you know i would like to say that i think some of it was cuz of me and i think there's probably some there but i think most of it was you know they wanted to see their community that they were a part of for so many years keep you know lasting so um you know we did the full transition to virtual and we did our zoom classes and we did at home workouts and we did um, challenges during the quarantine and um, things like that to keep people engaged, uh, and we did like giveaways and that sort of thing, but um yeah, there was definitely a lot of like I was panicked, I was like okay, like you know um you know initially I was like, all right we'll close for two weeks we'll do our do like we'll do our part and then we 'll be able to come back and then I was like, mm, we're going to close for another week, all right we're just going to close indefinitely until they say we can open um and even when Georgia reopened, we waited 14 days after that reopening. Um, For what reason? I was, like, worried with, you know, 14 days is, like, where we, I was waiting to see if, like, there was going to be a like, huge spike in numbers. Granted, now it's a gigantic spike compared to what it was then. So it obviously didn't uh, – I won't say it didn't matter, but it's kind of insignificant. Um, but that was my thought process. I was like, all right, we'll give it, like, another two weeks just to be safe like the last thing I wanted to do was all right let's reopen with everybody else that reopens and then everybody gets sick and god forbid like because of my uh, recklessness someone gets sick and kills somebody like I was yeah no I think I didn't want hey there's no right or wrong these days you never know what the right you know
0: the only right decision you can make is the one that makes you feel good about what you're doing but Were you seeing a slow growth in your membership over those first two months before
1: the pandemic hit? Yeah, we were, um, I mean, not a huge amount of growth, but but we were, you know, adding people and we were retaining members. So um, I think we got the membership up to like 90 or, you know, roughly, um, give or take maybe three or four, but I don't know the exact number, but somewhere around then. And then we maintained – majority of our memberships through those two months we had a few people that had to cancel you know losing jobs and that sort of thing um or had to go on hold but for the most part we held most of our members it wasn't until after the quarantine that we uh, like when we reopened like people had to um either they weren't comfortable coming back or um like their job situations changed or i mean all the crazy no i think started. That was really common, I think, across the country.
0: It's like during the, when the time of forced closure, people were supporting the gyms. And then when they opened, it's like, okay, now you're open. Now I can make a decision of whether I'm comfortable or my wife right. is comfortable and et cetera. So were you, you, during the quarantine, you maintained a good percentage of your members. Now that you're two months or so beyond it, how is, how is the growth of, of your box been?
1: Um, it's kind of been like in the middle, like we'll, we'll gain a few and then we'll lose a few. So it's still like people that, um, you know, they've been in hold this whole time or they maybe they've been paying, but haven't been coming and, um, trying to like run, like track those people down. And then they're like, you know, I'm just not comfortable coming to any gym at this point and that sort of thing. So it's, it's not, yeah, no positive growth we're kind of just managing the bleeding at this point. Uh, but I believe that, I mean, either way, I believe we're going to get through this and keep, you know, I have a really good community that's helping like kind of rallying around and putting the word out there to get other people in the gym.
0: So we, you know, we get a lot of questions about buying a box, you know, right. an established one versus opening on, on their own. What's some advice you would give to someone listening that, either has the opportunity right now or they're considering it in the future, you know, a a little more information about what you would tell them given the opportunity to open versus buying something established.
1: Um, I think there's like a few main things. One would be like, have a clear cut, um, like mission and like core values that you would then share with your members. Like, Hey, this is direction that this is, what I believe in and this is the the direction that I want to head in head towards. Um, so that way you have like a North star for your members to see like, Hey, this is where we're going. Um, hopefully this aligns and everybody's on board, but if it doesn't like, that's okay. This is, but this is our, um, like this is our, our foundation. Um, and then from there, whatever you, promise or say you're going to do you have to follow up on because you're now if especially if you're buying a gym from someone you're whether you're a stranger or even if you've been a part of it you're going to make some changes because it's now your thing but whatever you you say you're going to do you got to be a man or a woman of your word and uh because once you know you don't want to have anybody start to believe like oh he's just saying he's going to do stuff and then you know that trust starts to go away Uh, well
0: what were some of the biggest changes you made in pretty quickly other than just you know the basics of hey I cleaned up I moved the rig did you change the rates did you change your programming did you change the hours of classes did you do any of those things or did you feel like no
1: it's really important to maintain the consistency um we we added so one we added in like standard operating procedures so that way coaches knew like how like um every coach went through coaches and evaluations and things like that. And, uh, kind of like how they should be running classes and how to help build like a better feeling, you know, make the best hour of their day. And so we added that in. So that way the quality of the class went better, but we also added in open gym times. There wasn't that before we added in, um, yeah, we had seven days open gym times. We added Sunday classes. Um, and then,
0: do you feel like you were doing that
1: and then, more so? Okay, sorry.
0: Because, do you feel like you were doing that more so because you truly felt the gym needed it, or do you feel like you were doing that because you were trying
1: to prove to the members,
0: "Hey, we're gonna do more. We're gonna go above and beyond."
1: Yes. Yes, okay.
0: to both. a little, a little of both.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes to both. And then uh, I started doing the programming. So, I mean, i i don't think I'm an expert at programming, but I—I I think I write pretty good programming, and everybody seems to be happy or very satisfied with it. So um, it seemed like before they were just getting programming that was almost like busy work. Like they didn't understand the intentions behind it. And oftentimes they weren't able to explain it. Um, so knowing that there's like clear cut direction, like, hey, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is your goals, here's your stimulus, like stuff you would, the stuff you're supposed to do.
0: What was the first workout you programmed for your, for your new box? A good question. Do you um, do you know um
1: run 5k? Definitely not. Uh,
0: that'd have been a quick way to lose all your members. Yeah, Everybody'd
1: be like, "No, I'm out. This guy isn't for me." Um, I don't know. But What is it a standard
0: CrossFit type workout?
1: Yeah, I don't. I think it was. I don't think it was. It was anything out of the ordinary. Probably like a couplet or a triplet. Um, probably some sort of AMRAP or something. I I don't know. Oh hold on. Um, what was it? 20-minute AMRAP, 400-meter run, 10 kettlebell push press, 15 Russian kettlebell swings, 20 goblet lunges. Oh, okay. That's pretty huh. simple. Standard it was,
0: process. Uh, yeah. Did you hear that? 400-meter run, what would you say? Push press, kettlebell swing, goblet squat?
1: Uh, goblet lunges, but yeah. Goblet lunges, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, terrible, <laughs> yeah,
0: terrible but, but good at the same time. So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> tell me about taking over for a staff now. What were the what was what were the biggest challenges there
1: um so the main like the big challenges was so um i'm a big person on like structure and um like very clear-cut like hey here's your responsibilities here's what i need from you and like kind of not i wouldn't say it's all black and white but um but you know i wanted to make very obvious that hey this is what i want and this is what i need. Um, out of coaching, like, I don't want any participation coaches, like, we're not here for cheerleaders, um, so uh, initial, because Travis was so busy, they had someone that was never there, and never um, checking in, or monitoring them, or anything at all, to someone that was there, like, 24-7, so it was, like, a very 180, like, oh, okay, this is the opposite end of the spectrum here, um, so there was definitely some people that were excited about that, who liked that sort of, um, direction. And then, then there was others that, um, if they didn't, if they didn't, uh, if I had decided that they weren't going to be on the staff anyways, they kind of worked in ways, their self out of the thing. Like, Hey, it turns out I don't really feel like coaching. Uh, how many, no
0: how many coaches did you start with? Like,
1: did you I, inherit? I think. Um, In December, there was seven coaches on staff, I think. And I think by January, I nailed that down to, I think, four or five at the most. It was five counting me. Um, And then that was... It's not
0: like you had a big coup or anything. I mean... No, it wasn't crazy. It
1: was just like there was like a few part-time coaches and a few people that just didn't we didn't have a good first impression with each, with each other. And, um, so we got rid of those. And then, um, we had a few, one that just the financial opportunity that he was getting before I was there, I just wasn't going to be able to provide for him. So he had to find somewhere else. So, um, yeah, it ended up just being four. And then right before the pandemic, we had one coach who, um, you know, I was spending some time mentoring, but turned like it just wasn't working. So we decided that, um, she wasn't going to coach anymore. And now we have, well, then it went down to just three of us and so me and two other coaches. And then we've added two coaches to the staff.
0: That's probably one of the hardest parts. I mean, the members, you know, they just want to get a good workout. They're happy that they can come in, but yeah, you, you know, especially I'm sure the ones that left were enjoying the fact that they basically had an absentee boss. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, held up to a higher standard. They're getting evaluated. They're like, what's this? Like I liked showing up two minutes before class, drinking my coffee, cheerleading and getting out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that happening. And I was like, this isn't going to fly. Like the members aren't paying a premium rate for someone to offer a very below minimum service.
0: And I'm sure the members picked up on that and appreciated it as
1: well. Yeah. Big time. Um, yeah, that uh, there, was, there was just some co- coaches that were just there for just to be there, like they were just a body. And I mean, the members knew that. And so once I started changing that up a little bit and I moved the staff around some and added some people who um, are very committed to offering their best hour, um, it was a very big difference. So like, wow, our cl- like they, the members that would initially not come to classes when workouts they didn't want to do, they're coming anymore now because they have a coach who's actually going to help them get better.
0: Well, what's, what's been the coolest thing you've heard from the members about you taking over? Like the best, um, you know, you're you working hard. And sometimes I think you could work hard in silence and people don't realize how much you're actually doing. Have you gotten a text or an email or just a member that stayed after class to say thank you? Like that really resonated with you and made all of your hard work, you know, feel validated
1: um yeah i you're looking over at your girlfriend is she the yeah, one that's telling he, you this She's whispering stuff to me because i don't remember things <laughs> what were you saying Oh um, yeah there was a, a few people that gave me um like especially after quarantine we were like when we reopened you know we we still do this but when we first reopened you know every we have stations everybody has their own cleaning equipment but at the very beginning, we were pre-setting every station. So, everybody had their own bars, on plates. Like it was everything. laid out.
0: It was laid out for them.
1: Everything that was possibly in the gym was laid out in every station, basically. Like
0: the CrossFit games. They're there yeah. to show up and work
1: out. Yeah, show day. up. Like, you're gonna have your own warm-up weights all the way to the workout weight. Like, anything. Yes, yeah, so it was a ton, ton, a ton of work. Plus, I'm also cleaning that stuff up in between so I can clean the gym and clean the floors and all that stuff. So, um, we had a few members that Um, just, just small things, just wrote wrote me a card, and gave me, like, a gift card for some coffee, just put, like, hey, we know how hard you're working, and um, we can't imagine how tough this is, but just, you know, thank you for all you're doing, Um, just stuff like that, it just, um, I don't know, I feel like I don't deserve those things, but so, when I get them, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, you know, you you do deserve it, you know, I think it's sometimes, it's your job, but, you know, just, like, I try to do my best even at I was at, I go to Home Depot a lot lately and there's this one guy that helps me out out a lot and I'm like you know there's a like yeah I think everybody should do their job and do it well but there are people that are masters at their job and care a lot more and I make sure to tell the manager at a Home Depot or a Starbucks so it's always it's just rewarding to hear it, right like it just makes all that harder because there are days I'm sure even though you're still fresh in this game where it's like man
1: why do i do this i'm at yeah. you know, midnight
0: why am i up now
1: yeah there's definitely some um just defeating days especially right now with everything going on it's like you uh i mean you know you just put tons and tons of hours in and then you just don't get the results that you think you're gonna get and you just yeah so it, it's it? nice like days like today um a lot of my members surprised me with some really thoughtful thing so that was that was nice I'm a little bit of a softy so I was like getting teary-eyed in class so
0: what, what did you program for your birthday wad today
1: um actually have a friend of mine who wrote a workout for me because I didn't want to I started to write my own one I was like this isn't fun I don't want to write my own workout so I texted a friend of mine that they own a gym Rhapsody CrossFit or Rhapsody Fitness now that's in uh, Charleston South Carolina and uh so he sent me a, a Workout. So we did a 10-minute squat snatch EMOM because I wanted a squat snatch. And then after that, we then did a workout that was pretty brutal. It was um, four-time. We had 27 lateral burpees over the bar and then seven rounds of 27 double unders, nine squat snatches at 95-65, and then three of bar pull-ups.
0: So we got the July 27th working for you in there.
1: That's right. Seven twenty-seven
0: ninety-three. there you go now does your girlfriend coach for you as well
1: she doesn't she's a um she's a very valuable unpaid employee
0: (laughs) she's a volunteer at the box but uh so how what what's that like if this is new to you you know i've done it before whether it was my girlfriend or my wife in different business ventures how do you balance the uh Relationship, but this is new to you, right? This is new to your relationship, really. That's
1: not fair. You can't ask this kind of question. She's right here.
0: Hey, that's why I'm asking
1: because I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear how you answer, knowing she's listening. Um, it is. It. I can't put a, a a value on it. That's how much how much help she provides, um, whether it's emotionally or you know financial help or just extra hours in the gym with me like on Saturdays um you know helping me clean the gym so I'm not there all day um I mean she currently helps me clean the the bathroom so that's a big if she's willing to do that she's fully committed so um it's I I can't put a I can't put a value on it how much it, it uh I wouldn't be able to continue doing what I'm doing if she wasn't here to help me
0: I think you answered that well. I think she's going to be happy. I think regardless of it being your birthday, you probably would have had a special night. But uh, with that answer, it'll make it even
1: more special. What do you guys
0: have planned for your birthday during quarantine? I, I don't know.
1: We, what? Oh, um, her aunt and uncle and cousins live like 10 minutes down the road from us. And her cousin Teddy, who's turned 10, me and him share the same birthday. So, we uh, you Share we'll- your birthday
0: with a 10-year-old, maybe a little uh,
1: ice cream cake. Yeah, it actually works out pretty great because I get he gets have, he has kid birthday parties, but I get to go enjoy them. So like last year, I think we went to a go kart place, so that was a lot yeah. of fun.
0: Yeah, you know, whether you're ten or twenty seven, as a uh, as a man, we really don't need much. We just need a little excitement and some ice cream for a birthday. Exactly. So I think we'll go over there and just see what they're up to. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, is there anything you think I missed when it comes to taking over a box? that it would be helpful for the listeners or some insight that I didn't think to ask about?
1: Um, get, um, get a good lawyer. So that way, uh, when you're writing out a contract, there's no things that can come back and bite you.
0: That's always, you know, when people ask me about what to do when they first open a box, I'm like lawyer and accountant, yeah. get those in your, you know, and, when you bought the box, was it a lump sum or is it a buyout over time?
1: Buyout over time.
0: So how long? How long do you have? I'm done.
1: Paid it off. Oh,
0: so it was a very short time. It wasn't like five you years when I up. sold my. It wasn't a long term buyout. It was very short term. If you've already paid it off.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I paid it out over six months.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, when I sold my gym, it was over five years. So there's a big difference there. But that's good that you're done. You own it outright. Does does Travis still come in? Is he still uh, a active part of the community?
1: No. He, uh, I mean, he still like communicates with, I, I know some of the members still have communicate with him, whether it's text or Facebook or Instagram, but he, uh, I think he wanted to take a break from CrossFit. So, um, right now he's just from our, like me and him text every now and then, whether he, he gets like a random lead and he'll just push them towards me or something like that. But, uh, I think he's enjoying not having to worry about the gym and just gets to do his one job and gets to be um, I think something that really made him happy was he's like hey I got to help my daughter with her homework this evening and I normally don't get to do that so that was uh I think he's liking where he's at right now
0: yeah it's always good when everyone leaves a transaction like that happy so I'm very glad to hear that it's working out for you as well as Travis so where can people Learn more if they want to reach out if they're going to potentially buy a box. Where can they find you and where can they find the box?
1: So, we're located in Roswell, Georgia. Um, if you want to look us up, we have our website's onefellowshipfitness.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at onefellowshipfitness. And then you can email me directly at clay at onefellowshipfitness.com.
0: Pretty simple, pretty straightforward.
1: I like it. Well, I'll let you enjoy your ice cream and
0: go-karts or whatever you have in store for the rest right. of the day. I appreciate you taking the time out on your birthday to chat. And, and again, that was super informative because we're going to see more and more boxes being sold over time. And it's great to have, uh, you know, whether it's a specific person or just some insight into what goes into it. And you seem to have done it really well. So, so well done. And again, thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, Jason, thanks for having me on the show. It was really fun.
0: Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com, or send us a DM over on Instagram, at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community And you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.